Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of Wrong Ones. Today we're going to be discussing the Kings 11 Punjab, a team that's not really fulfilled its potential in the past IPLs and it is one of the three teams that has never won an IPL season. However, last time they were in the UAE, we all know what Maxwell did and he's back this year. So let's see how they fare this year. With us today, we've got Noor and Kabir as usual. And we've got Veer Abrol, who is a lifelong Kings 11 Punjab fan and has supported them from the very beginning, our very own Punjabi Munda. So uh, without further ado, we're going to go straight into the strengths, weaknesses <coughs> and all the usual stuff. So Veer, I'm going to start with you. What do you think is Punjab's biggest strength this year? The biggest trend this year and like for the last four or five years as well is our top order batting. So I think if you look at the top, obviously KL captaining, but you've got Gail, Mayang, Puran as well. So top order batting that has kind of blown away other teams. I think in the power play in the past, even last season, I think KL was obviously the main pioneer of that. Um, he was obviously on fire. He was going 50s off like 12, 13. Also kind of a vulnerability because if you rely too heavily on the top order um, and you kind of lose two or three early wickets, it could be an issue from there. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest strength is our top order and that's what we're going to look to you know, capitalize on if we're going to reach the top four this IPL. Fair enough. Noor, do you see any other strengths in this uh, Kings XI franchise? I think um, their, their greatest strength is their batting and it's also they have a couple of good batting all-rounders. Um, so that's a great option for them. But yeah, so I would say their batting is their strength. So I agree with Veer there completely. When we talk about the weaknesses, I'll say why that might just be a little... I think their batting is a bit too strong compared to their bowling, but we'll get to that. Okay, could be any other strengths you see in the franchise? Uh, I think they have probably the best finishing uh, set of finishers in any of the IPL teams. I think they are have a big problem with that, but okay. Okay, that's okay. Fine, 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 fine. Fair enough, fair enough. You can't argue with Trey Russ. But no, I think they have at least a, one of the best uh, finishing uh, sort of setups in the IPL. Uh, they've got a bunch of finishers that can do a really good job at the end of the innings. Yeah, and that's quite a rarity because like what we've been discussing with the other teams, most of the weaknesses we found is with their finishing teams. I think, yeah, that's some of the main strengths that uh, Kings Eleven have. You guys have said that pretty well. I think one other strength, I think uh, Anil Kumble as a coach is actually a strength because I feel like Anil Kumble is a, a really smart customer and he was doing really well with the Indian team as well. And I feel the fact that he's got a maybe less in-your-face kind of captain in KL Rahul since it's his first time captaining. I feel like that'll help him and I feel like they'll really complement each other. And I can see that Alliance really working well and doing well for Punjab this season. Okay, we'll now move on to what we think are the weaknesses of this team. Uh, Kabir, do you want to start off on the weaknesses? Uh, so I think their biggest weakness is that they don't have, they have a lack of fast bowling backups. Um, not just fast bowling. Uh, so actually, that's not true. So they have good um, overseas fast bowling backups. In you know they have Cottrell. Uh, they have Nishan Bimbal using a uh, fast bowling all rounder, um, and so that. In terms of that, they do have backups, um, but they don't have any Indian fast bowling backups at all. They have barely a uh, barely like two or three guys who can make the first team um, in terms of Indian fast bowlers. And this, anyways, they're struggling to to fit Indian fast bowling uh, into the into the first eleven. I think that's the big, biggest uh, weakness. Be any other weaknesses that you can see? Yeah, I, I think obviously bowling is one weakness. I think as a Punjab fan, I would just say, um, hoping hopefully the UAE 
um, hoping the spinners will have a bigger part to play. So maybe the fact that we don't have that many pace bowlers, we might be able to get away with just playing two or three, maybe one match. So we could potentially toy with that. But of course, it is quite risky, especially if someone gets injured early on in the first few matches. Could be an issue over there. Uh, I think the other issue over there is we have lots of attacking batsmen. So everyone, you know, these big shot makers who love kind of setting the tone. Again, not sure at the back end of the tournament when the tracks get slow, to keep low. I'm not sure we're going to get 200, you know, 220 pitches all the, way, all the way along. I think sometimes, you know, 120, 130 might be a winning score. And looking at our lineup, we don't have that many players who kind of play around that. Um, might can be a foundation. So I think that could be a risk as well. And I think, again, too much over-reliance on Gail Rahul and Gail at the top. So if, you know, those who get, get out early, it's uh, not looking good for us. Fair enough. Uh, Noor, any other weaknesses you can spot in this team? No, I agree with uh, what you guys both said. I'm worried about King's K in terms of like, I know if they've scored 120, 140 runs in the first 15 overs, with the finishing uh, that batting they have, they can get to a 200 score. And like the last five overs, they can do something crazy like that. But my worry is like, can they get to the 120 if they lose a, uh, like a few early wickets, right? That's my one um, one problem with that. I also think the over-reliance on Gale and we need to realize he's 40 years old now, you know, he's not the Gale we used to know and we saw in RCB. So it's going to be a different type of player and it can be a hit and miss. So that, that just with the batting, so even though it's really strong and they have game winners there, like I, they need to learn how to be more consistent. I also think, uh, can we mention something about the Indian pace bowlers? I agree. I don't think they have great backups for that. I also don't think they have the most threatening spin attack. Like, um, you know, they have some talent there, but I think they might actually regret leaving Ashwin out for this season because what they really need is a player like Ashwin right now. They need a spinner. They need an experienced spinner who can also, you know, battle a little bit at the end. So I think those are my weaknesses for King's game. And it's their bowling in comparison to their batting just looks substantially weaker. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think uh, Noor actually hit, uh, spoke about the point I was going to bring out. Uh, we, we spoke about the pace, but also the spin. There's, apart from Mujib, who's uh, an international spinner, they don't really have any internationally known, uh, like, or internationally proven spinners. Even, uh, they've got people like Ravi Bishnoi and even um, uh, Gautam, but these are not people who proven it on the international stage. And with uh, uh, with Ravi Bishnoi, he was really good in under-19s, but he bowls it a bit slowly and it, and it is possible that he could get taken uh, by the more experienced batsman this year. So let, let's see how they perform, um, how he, he and some of the other Indians perform because they're really banking on young Indian talent to uh, carry the, uh, the, the key holes in their bowling. And I think to, in that, in a link with that is the fact that because of all these problems in their bowling, the way they choose their four foreigners become really key because um, they have, I, for me, one of the strengths is that they have a lot of choice in their overseas. Like they've got all kinds of players they can choose from. But choosing the correct four from those eight to ensure that they fit the team balance perfectly, I think is going to be really important because their four foreigners have to be people who are going to win them games single-handedly, especially uh, if, if you look at the bowling. So I think it's very important that they choose the right foreigners when, they, when it comes to uh, building their squad. If anyone's got any points they want to uh, ask any of the other, other people over here, uh, you, you can do that now. Anyone? Yeah, I, th I think I just want to add something again about the overseas players. I think that's a great point. And obviously, I think we want to play Mujib as one of our, as one of our spinners. But then if you play Mujib, you only have three overseas players left. So it's a massive issue. And I think you want to play, obviously, Cottrell or Jordan as an overseas bowler as well. 
So then you're only left with two overseas batsmen. So I think Mujib might not even start, um, and he's not, not actually my starting eleven, which we'll talk about later. But I think that, that becomes the issue, the fact that our bowling is over-reliant on, um, on kind of overseas. And the fact is our batting also relies quite heavily on overseas players. So some Indian players are going to have to step up and have a great IPL uh, if we're going to reach the top four. Fair enough. Um, also, I had a question for you, Reese, since you're the Punjab fan here. What, Shami hasn't always been the most um, reliable death bowler. And given the makeup of this squad, it looks quite likely that Shami's going to have to bowl at the death. So, what, what are your views on that? Yeah, well, I think Shami's been a bit of a hit and miss. But I think actually of, of late Shami, the last couple of years, I think he's shown in the World Cup as well um, last year that he's actually improved quite a lot. And I think him, along with Just Breathe, I think are the go-to Indian fast bowlers at the death at the moment. Um, so I would say that I think it's, it's, it's quite, it could be an issue. But I have confidence in him. I think he can kind of um, turn up with the goods. And I think this kind of slower UAE tracks that keep low, I think kind of suits him. He's slingy action. He, you know, bowls the slower balls well. So I think, um, you know, he has the potential to do it. Um, but as you, know, as you know, T20, just one bad day can be, you know, a huge, huge thing. And so I think we're banking a lot on him. And it's a great chance for him to really deliver. I think if he can stand out this year, um, as in the Punjab team, he can cement his place in the Indian T20 side as well. Um, and so it's a great chance for him. So really looking forward to it. Fair enough. Anybody else? Any points? Uh, I had a question, Mahan. You mentioned um, KRL's captaincy. Do you think it's really going to be that much of a make that much of a difference? I think I'm actually really looking forward to see how KL captains this year because I think um, for me, al- along with Shreyas Iyer. These are the two people I see as India's next captain prospects after Kohli, whenever Kohli decides to step down or retire. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I feel like this year, because it's his first year, uh, I feel the relationship is going to be a bit like Kohli and Shreyas was uh, a couple of years ago, which basically Shreyas was uh, the more uh, understated character. He was learning a lot from Ponting and understanding how things work. I feel like that's going to be kind of the kind of relationship that's going to happen with uh, Kumble because Kumble is done this before. He's captain India and he's, uh, he's been a uh, head coach of India. So I feel like he's going to lead a lot more and take a lot more of the harder decisions, especially in terms of personnel and managing people. Um, but I think for KL personally, this is a very big season as well, because not only is he captain, he's also open. And as we have spoken about the reliance on him at the top of the order. And also if he decides to, because he's these days, he's a wicket keeper for India. So he, he, he decides to keep as well. So He's, he'll be captain, wicketkeeper, opening batsman. That's a lot of pressure, especially if you went to your first time as captain. So it's something that I'm looking forward to see how he handles. Unless maybe, I mean, there is an obvious wicketkeeping option in Nicholas Puran if he wants, if he if he doesn't want to keep this season. But uh, yeah, so that's something I'm really looking forward to seeing, and I think it will make a difference because people captaincy weighs differently on different different people. So let's see how it, uh, KL deals with the pressure. Can I add to that? So. Ahan knows this, and we've talked about this before, but I am like, I like KL Rahul is my favorite India player right now. Like, I think he's just incredible, and I think he's like, I think maybe him and Shreyas could potentially be like captains in that order, like him and, and Shreyas. But I think for KL Rahul, in terms of his personality and what I can see him as him as a player, he doesn't seem as assertive as like some other players in terms of like his presence. He's not a Kohli, but he's also not a Dhoni, right? Like, so, like, maybe the comparisons to Shreyas Iyer in terms of learning how to captain are, like, a good, like, what I was thinking along the line as well. So, 
But I also think it depends on the team. But Shreyas Iyer, like one of the advantages he has is like he was filled with his peers in terms of young Indian talent, right? So like his team was like pretty much players like him. With KL Rahul, I want to see how he really works with players like Chris Gale, who is much older than him and has much more experience, but also like um, gives uh, like helps out players like Najib or Sarfraz Khan, who are younger, you know? So I want to see how he works with that different balance. But with uh, Shreyas Iyer in Delhi, because a lot of the players were his age, with the exception of like Mishir and Ishan and stuff, but like the Indian core young batsmen were his age. So I think that dynamic automatically had a, like an ability to work, but I want to see how KL can work in this dynamic where the team is a little more diverse in terms of experience and age. Fair enough. So we're going to move on to what we feel are the individual best 11s for Punjab to put forward. Uh, we start with uh, Veer. So Veer, do you want to share your best 11 and why you chose some of these players? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm obviously assuming all the overseas players do come in time and they get like, quarantine and whatever. So my best 11 to start the season would be KL and KL at the top, Mayan Katri, then Nicholas Puran, Maxwell, Karun Nair, Deepak Hudda, Vishnoi. Um, then at nine, either Jordan or Cottrell. I think I'd probably start with Jordan, given how he bowled yesterday um, against Australia. But I think Jordan and Cottrell, they're quite interchangeable um, in that number nine position. And then 10, Sean Porel, and 11, Shami. Um, I think that's the team I would choose to start the season. Um, as if, if Gail is kind of cold at the start, I think he can be slotted out for Mandeep Singh or one of the other Indian openers, and Majib can be gotten in. Um, but I think for the start of the season, that's quite balanced. I think it's batting heavy. It's, it's all the match winners are in the batting department. I think Punjab knows that. I think the management knows that. KL knows that. So I think you might as well kind of go really heavy there. Um, look to kind of be able to put up a good score if you're batting first. Be able to chase everything. And I think our bowling-wise, we have a couple of attacking options in terms of maybe Shami and Bishnoi and perhaps Jordan Akotrell. But I think bowling is very much about containing the opposition, being quite defensive. Um, just trying to restrict the opposition as much as possible and know that whatever score the opposition gets, if it's 180, 190, I think we back ourselves to chase that. Um, so yeah, that's my best 11. Oh, wait, I just had a couple of questions with that. So um, yeah. if I, who was, who was at six for you? Because I heard, I know Huda was at seven. So six was Karanai, right? Yeah. So you've got, and then Huda so at seven. that means for you, Kar, uh, Deepak Huda and um, Maxwell with between them have to bowl four overs every day. Yeah. Every yeah. Day okay. Yeah. And, and you've chosen Ravi Bishnoi over, let's say, uh, why didn't you choose like a Krishnapa Gautam? Well, I, I think Bishnoi to start with, obviously he's had a really successful, um, you know, under 19 World Cup. I think obviously being a leg spinner, I think he can start off well. And I think just kind of he fits in well with the bowling lineup at the moment. But I think obviously there's lots of flexibility with the Indian bowlers. Because no one's really cemented the place. No one's done anything to kind of, um, you know, kind of have a few bad games. So I think a couple of bad games, if he has, he can easily be subbed out um, later. But I think to start with, that's what I would go with. Just given his under-19 World Cup success. Um, and, you know, and that was also in Australia, I believe, or New Zealand. So on those tracks, if you manage to get so much good chase, I think in the UAE, he can be a handful. Fair enough. I think that there's not enough bowling in that team at all. I don't think you can rely on Huda and Maxwell to... Four overs oh, yeah, in each that game. Like a... Do not do not go at ten and over. I mean that's yeah. And with Ravi as well, like yeah, Ravi Vishnu just... has played sixty twenties. Yeah, I I just I feel like you're really taking you can't like that'd be fine if like your batsmen have gone and like knocked like two hundred and fifty. 
or something like that, like, you know, really high score. But I don't know in low-scoring matches if that kind of a team can... Team of ours, the team of Kings eleven this year is seeming a bit like what RCB have been in the past. Yeah. I, I mean, just to kind of be fair, I think like, yeah, I think another example would be kind of RCB's use of Washington Sundar. I don't think he's really a fantastic uh, bowler, but I think he manages to go three, four overs pretty much every game. Um, he doesn't really turn the ball much. He just kind of goes there, darts it in straight at the stumps. So I think if, if he can kind of be used like that, I think Punjab will be hoping maybe Maxwell, if he can bowl a couple of overs a game, then perhaps play a similar role or come into that. He's played as a bowler for India, though, like literally a bowler. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's not in the Indian team for his. Of course, of course. Uh, when he first came in, right, he wasn't like, no one really knew much about him, of course. He's playing, he he's, he's, playing he's a similar kind of bowler, basically, I think. And then, like, if you saw him, like, when he first came in, he must have faced similar criticism in terms of, you know, he's not really anything special. How does he make the 11? Um, so I think there is obviously potential for you know um, someone to develop as a bowler as the season goes. But yeah, there are obviously risks of that happening as well. And there's plenty of people who have tried doing that and been sent, um, you know, not been able to keep up to the standard. Right. I think that uh, to equate Maxwell and Washington Sundar is criminal. To Washington Sundar bowls 3.5 overs on average a game for India, and Glenn Maxwell bowls 3.5. 2.4 overs on average in T20 for uh, Australia. Um, they are not nearly the same bowler. Um, Washington there has bowled in almost every game he's played for India, whereas Glenn Maxwell's bowled in 66%, around 66%, so around two-thirds of the games that he's played for Australia in T20Is. Um, Glenn Maxwell's economy rate is nearly 7.5, is 7.41, and uh, Washington is under 7, it's 6.93. So I don't know how you can equate the two bowlers, especially when Washington bowls is in the power play, generally speaking, and then bowls a little bit in the middle, where, Wash, where Glenn Maxwell is sort of like a in-between bowler in the middle overs. I'm just saying like, one final comment. I think, yeah, obviously, I think it's like compared like the bowling like, as such, as kind of saying the rules as, uh, as a thing. I think Maxwell obviously is a batting all-rounder, whereas Washington is obviously a bowling all-rounder. So there are differences there. But I think between him and Hudda, I think you could probably get away a few games with them being your, your fifth bowler, perhaps. A few games you could get away with it. But it might not be a long-term strategy um, throughout the season. And that's why perhaps Majib would slot in. I think the first game, if you start that, I think teams have done that before. And it, it is a potential start to see how it goes. I think obviously, uh, just a final point on Washington Sundar as well. I think obviously he's played for India, he's bold. But I think he's only played against kind of West Indies and New Zealand at the moment. So he hasn't really played all of the countries. He hasn't had an extended T20 career. So I think just to say he's a great T20 bowler at the moment is... Uh, is that's not fair. We're not saying. Not that's not what we're saying. I'm saying he's also had like a limited international career. And obviously, I think... He's a bowling all-rounder. He's done a great job. But there is potential for perhaps Maxwell maybe not do as good of a job. Well, this is a great T20 team. Yeah, and Washington Sundar has bowled only a hundred, like a hundred less balls in T20 than Glenn Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell has played 63 or 60 plus T20s and Washington Sundar has played 23, 24. So like... And, sorry, I must say Deepak Hood as well has only bowled in... One, in a third of the T20s, only the T20Is, like just the T20s, like even domestic T20s that he's played. And, and IPL, in IPL. I don't know, he hasn't, that's what I'm saying. Like he's only in, he's, his subset is only uh, uh, yeah, domestic T20s. And he's, it's, he's only bowled in one third of them, so he'll bowl even less in the IPL. So I don't really know. And his, his economy rate is 7.8. Like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know about this team. 
Okay, fair enough. Okay, let's see. Now that Kabir has criticized this team so much, let's hear his team. <laughs> back. Kabir, go on. Uh, so I've gone with Kale Rahul and Chris Kale. Um, opening, obviously, unreal, both of them. Monica Gowell at three. Um, I'm not sure between Mandeep Singh and Karnar at four. Uh, I think they're both pretty stable and like they can get you some runs at a like a they're not gonna be bat they're not gonna bat fast, but they'll make you like twenty, thirty runs. Um so one of them too, but uh to start with I go Karnar just because he has more international experience. Um then Glenn Maxwell at five, Deepakara at six, Chris Jordan at seven, Chris Double Gotham at eight, Mohammed Shami at nine, Majibur Rahman at ten, and Ishan Parel at eleven. Wait, who is after Huda on your team? So Huda, Jordan, Gotham, Shami, Majib, Burrell. Okay, so you're not going with Cottrell? No, so I like I, I was again I had this uh, I was had to choose between them too. And um, I think Cottrell's a really good bowler, uh, but I think he's a lot more useful in the power play. I think Jordan is a lot more useful to the death. Um, Chris Jordan has bowled uh, yeah, I think the I think he's bowled the most overs, or let me just check this. Um, I had this somewhere. Um, yeah, so the only bowler who's bowled more death overs deliveries than Jordan since the last World T20 is, Chris, uh, is um, Dwayne Bravo, and Jordan has a better economy rate. So that's a pretty telling stat. Um, and I think he's. Uh, you can see right now, even in the T20s that he's playing uh, against Pakistan right now. Okay, well now not against Australia, um, he's been playing really, really well. Um, so yeah, um, I think you. I think I think Jordan. Uh, you choose Jordan over Cottrell, and I also think he gives you that sort of finishing ability and a bit of batting ability over Cottrell. Fair enough. Any any questions on Kabir's team? No. I have the same one again. Okay. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. I mean, I have questions, but I'm going to address them. Ask me. No, no. Ask me. Do ask me. No, because I'm, I'm going to explain why I have a different team from you when I, and you'll basically answer my okay, question. Okay, fine. Zee? Yeah, I, I would just say, obviously, going with the Mujib and balance in the bowling, I think the batting is looking a bit, uh, let's say, you know, Kale and Gale go early. Yeah. I think there's there's massive issues there. The middle order is looking a bit, a bit sketchy yeah. in that team. And I don't I think, think so. I really don't think so because I think Maxwell is very reliable. I think Deepak Hoda is reliable. And I think Jordan is very reliable. Maxwell and I think Gotham is reliable. Most reliable. If you look at Maxwell's stats in the IPL, except put away those five games he played in the UAE that season, and you're hoping he's going to replicate that UAE form five, six years later. Five years later. I mean, it's not just a UAE form. It's just this T20 international form. Right? It just it's as, as not, not right now. Okay, not right now. But as, so, low of averages, right? Like, if, if he goes back down to his, to his T20, T20i average or his T20 average in general, right? he makes runs at the same pace and he makes runs at the same rate and as, maintains that average, he's going to play well. Yeah, but we know we know that's not how cricket works. There are enough players who have inter- incredible international careers, but when it comes to the IPL, they haven't succeeded. There have been enough mm-hmm. of those kind of players. I mean, but I also like I'm just, I'm just gonna stats you because he's a part of my team as well. But I also think it just it has to also do with the class of a player, right? Maxwell. Is no, I love Maxwell, and he's in my team. But I'm just saying to rely so heavily because on Kabir's team, there's a very heavy reliance on Maxwell carrying that middle order because no, neither Mayank but... nor Karun or or because let's say like we've been talking about the over reliance on um, Chris Gale and KL Rahul. Let's say they get you to 13 overs, 12, 13 overs. 
uh, having scored 110, 120 runs and they get out, both of them get out. Okay, Maxwell can take over one of them, but who is batting with Maxwell in that in your lineup? Guys, if, if Karun Nair, Mayank, Agarwal, Glenn, um, Karun Richard, Nair is not a naturally attacking batsman. He's that's not the point. That's not the point. That's not the role he plays in this team. When you the have. Point is that he yeah. stays there and he doesn't get out. But you're batting yeah. him at four. You're batting him at four so that people can bat around him, right? Yeah. Chris KL Rahul batted 150 strike rate. Chris, Chris KL batted 150 strike rate. Mayank Agarwal batted 130, 140 strike rate, right? Chris, Karun Nair and Mandeep Singh are supposed to bat 150 in strike rate. It's the same reason RCB with, it plays Mohan Ali in uh, four or five, right? He's like, okay. It's I, I, I see them as I see them uh, different, as different. Definitely also different than Mohan Ali, but I, I think Mandeep Singh and O Karan and I play that sort of structural role. They don't play. They're not there to make big runs. They're not there to do it quickly. Um, they're, they're there just to provide structure and not lose wickets from them. Yeah. Maxwell can bat at a fast clip. Huda can bat at a fast clip. Jordan can bat a fast clip. Gotham can bat a fast clip. Huda hasn't done yeah. it with the IPF for a long time. He did it when the first season he came with Rajasthan. Okay, fine. Swap them out. Swap them out for, for somebody else. Just move the order down. Regardless, you have Gotham, you have Jordan, and you have Max who can finish. Okay, fine. That's okay. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Noor, do you want to give any? Because we know your team is the same. So do you want to give any additional justifications? I see what you mean. It, it doesn't look like the most dominating middle order compared to other teams because they're like some younger Indian batsmen there. But I think it's good. I think in terms of experience and in terms of like what they've done so far, even Deepak Huda, you know, I get what you're trying to say, Han, but I think if you want to play the international, if you want to play Majid, you, need, you can't play another international up front. So like Huda is the best option. In that sense, okay. so that's yeah, what yeah. that was my kind of theory behind it. Yeah, I would just say like it's all about like in your best eleven, it's all about your match winners. So you guys have opted for Majib as a match winner, and I think you guys have obviously taken the fact that Tabs could down coming out. They probably won't win you a match. They probably you know they won't win you matches consistently. You guys have gone for like Majib as your match winner, um, which I think is fair enough. But I think obviously I would still be concerned that when you lose the openers early. And middle order is looking a bit shaky, and it's looking like um, you're not going to really dominate the game if you lose Kale and Chris Kale um, early. And that's kind of why I chose to kind of put um, Puran in that as one more match winner. But then obviously, you obviously um, sacrifice Mujib. So I think um, it'll be interesting. I think there is quite a bit of pressure on the middle order, Indian middle order. Um, but as I said before, it's a great chance to step up. If Governor has a great IPL, batting at four, if he, if, you know, to go with your 11, I think he could be knocking on Indian selectors' doors. Um, but I think at the moment, I would be a bit skeptical about that. But, you know, I hope, I hope he proves me wrong and I hope the middle order turns up. Um, I'm going to give my 11, which is quite different from what Noor and Kabir have given because that just seems to be the uh, trend on this podcast. Uh, so I have made one big Great call. minds. I have Great made minds. one big call and I'm not playing Chris Gale. So I've got KL, Rahul and Mayank Agarwal opening the batting. Great mates. I feel like they'll form a great partnership, great bond and they'll, they'll do really well. Uh, Karun Nair at three. Puran at four, Maxwell at five. Now, I have a player, I cannot believe none of you have mentioned him. Instead of Huda, I've got Sarfaraz Khan at six. He scored 928 runs in nine matches at some absurd average of 150 in the Ranji Trophy this year. He's bang in form. He scored like some, a triple century. You know Ranji Trophy. It's a Ranji Trophy. Yeah, and it's, firstly, it's Ranji Trophy. And secondly, that was in February. Doesn't matter. He's got form on his side. And, uh, in February, I mean, a lot of these players haven't played in Fe- in, in February, I didn't have facial hair. 
since last night. <laughs> so we've got Sarfraz at six. I've got Gotham at seven. Again, I've got either Cotter or Jordan at eight. I've gone for Jordan to start because they need the death bowling. Uh, even though I love Cotter's celebration, but I'll go with Jordan at eight. Uh, then I've got Shami nine, Mujib at ten, and Ishan Porel to finish at eleven. Ishan Porel starts are really good, so yeah, that's my eleven. Anyone wants to hit me on this one? COVID nineteen hadn't started when Safraz Khan was making that runs. is uh, that is incorrect. I mean, the first case was in December, but can we move on? Yeah, I know, I know. So that didn't, we weren't in court, we weren't in lockdown. Can we move on from the when Safraz Khan was making runs? If you have any <laughs> questions about regarding my team. Because, Han, I mean, eventually it's going to go back down to the mean, right? Good. So eventually, Safraz Khan is going to go Sir down Frost to the Khan has scored runs recently. Deepak Huda is not even scoring runs and you've got him in your team. Has he done it in T20s though? I mean, he's done it at a very decent strike rate. So, yeah, yeah I don't understand this argument that is going on right now because he's he's made runs. You back the guy who's made Deepak Huda has not is not really has not even made runs. The only additional thing that Deepak Huda gives you over Sarfraz is bowling. But I feel like if you've got Maxwell as an option as a sixth bowler, you don't need a seventh option who does basically the same thing that uh, Maxwell does in Huda. I think Sarfraz is the but better batsman. Sarfraz is the better oh. finisher, and he's who I would rather have to finish my innings. How but is he the better that, batsman? I don't, I don't agree with the batsman thing, but I also want to. One second, one second. This is very simple. Deepak Huda plays the Ranji Trophy as well. Look at his stats. Look at Sarfraz. Mm-hmm. Stats. Look at their stats in any other competition. The, uh, Sarfraz stats are better. Ahan, the reason I'm putting, I don't know if like, you can tell, say his reason also, but the reason I'm putting Hoda there is also because I don't know how Gotham and all of these people are going to bowl on a regular basis. But what if someone who, like, you know, like, I don't think the top five people are strong enough. I don't think the top five is strong enough. So if they want to play one or two overs of Hoda, worst case worst, they have that option, you know. So that was my rationale. Yeah, but I'm not choosing. Uh, I'm not for me. I'm not sacrificing my number six batsman for a seventh bowling option. That just it doesn't sit right with me. I'd rather have someone I trust more at number six than I. But I think I think he's my number six batsman, and I feel like for me it was either Puran or uh, Gale, and I think Puran gives more to the team than Gale has to offer. To move on to the X Factor players for this franchise, I have a feeling this will be more or less similar for most people. Uh, so, Noor, do you want to start with your X Factor? Yeah, it's, it's the player I'm absolutely obsessed with, Kiel Rahul. I think he's fantastic. I And I genuinely think, like, I don't know. I can't name another player who's like, I'll play at five, I'll open, I'll wicket keep, I'll do whatever the team needs me to do, and I'll make do it really fucking well. Sorry. <laughs> Except for Rahul Dravid. Rahul, Rahul Dravid, yeah. Done. Yeah, maybe. But it's, it's this South point, man. I like, you know, but I genuinely think, and I think Kiel Rahul's best best format is T20 cricket. For sure, for sure. Kabir, so I, think, I think it's him. Um, I would have gone Raul, but actually, I'm going to go with Jordan because I think Jordan is the key to their death bowling and the key to their bowling, really, just because uh, if he bowls at the top, he bowls that one at the top. If he bowls that with a good economy rate, then that's, that's the rest that takes some pressure off the rest of the bowlers. Uh, as we know, the, their bowling isn't as strong as uh, it should be. And I think if he bowls well, he takes a lot of pressure off everyone else and uh, he sets them up for success. Fair enough. And his, de- and his finishing is excellent as well. He can definitely contribute uh, with that as well. Me? Yeah, so I think obviously everyone knows about Rahul, they're expecting big things. I think for me, Nicholas Puran, really, he's coming in under the radar. And I think he, he's shown glimpses of, glimpses of you know, great potential. 
I think if he kind of gets on a roll, if he becomes, you know, if he gets said he can score like, you know, you know, 70, 80 of like 30 balls. I think he's people, um, he's someone who not many people are looking at. And so if him and KL Rahul can fire, um, I think we're looking, you know, quite strong. Um, so fingers crossed for that. Uh, for me, I mean, uh, Jordan and everything is fine, but I think Jordan, um, the thing with Jordan is they paid eight, in excess of eight crores for Cottrell. So I feel like they're probably going to give him a shot first because he's also, just because of the price tag they paid for him, it'll be strange to leave him out. Uh, but for me, I think the X factor, I brought up this point earlier, when the, la- the IPL last happened in the UAE, there was one man who killed it more than anyone else. And I think this is his time to carry this team. He's got a huge responsibility, Glenn Maxwell. He's inconsistent. He's there, here and there. He makes some decisions that are absolutely shocking. But I think on his day, he is one of the best and most dangerous T20 players there is in the world. And he can scare any opposition when he's on song. He destroyed India in India in the T20. I remember he scored 100 in no time. And it was like, it was breathtaking. When Maxwell is batting well, there's not very few things I'd rather watch. But um, I think Maxwell, this is Maxwell's turn to really step up and make sure that he's one of the, because if he, if he, if he's batting well, he also bowls better. So he can really be a candidate for like uh, MVP and like the best player of the tournament. I think if he keeps his, finds his form from the UAE last time and he's given license by the team management to go and express himself and not like play under some burden of, oh, you have to play and play with so much responsibility. A bit like Australia, where they tell him you can go and do whatever you want and we'll back you. Yeah, I think Anil Kumble would be good with that. I don't think he'll put too much pressure on Maxwell to uh, sort of conform to any role. He it's can a bit do like what the Ponting does with Pant, where he just tells you go and hit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because it's um, Mental Health Awareness Month. I also want to say Maxwell's also like gone through a lot the last few years of his career in terms of like mental health and stress, and he just seems to be in a positive space. So like, I think that will also... Yeah, and I think it's a big thing that he came up and spoke about it because yeah. not many people do. It's yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to Glenn Maxwell, he's a legend. Fine. Uh, next up, we've got the surprise packages for this team. Now, I'm really looking forward to see what people say here. I think I'm going to start with mine for this one because everyone else has started other stuff. So I think for me, the package, it is going to be Sarfaraz Khan. Oh God, no. <laughs> because at number, so I've got two options actually, but I, I know someone has, is going to take the fast bowler that I have in mind. So I'm going to say Sarfaraz Khan as my surprise package because I think like, as you've seen on this podcast, most people have not mentioned him or not even thought about him in that team. And after the season he's had, I really think he's going to, he, he has a very important role in finishing his innings off as well. So I'm really looking forward to some big things from Sarfaraz Khan. Kabir? Um, you know who I'm going to go with on. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's good. I'm such a nice guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Ishan Purel. Um, not just that, like, I think he's a good bowler and I think that he'll perform really well. Uh, I actually don't think he has any choice but to perform. I don't think Kings Eleven can uh, afford him not to play well um, because who will back him up? Um, I think it screws with the, um, the balance of the team if he doesn't play well. Fair enough. Noor? Uh, I was going to say Sean Torrell as well, but because Kabir already said that, I will say something uh, someone else. I think, um, I'm going to say Mayank Agarwal. I think he can have a really surprise, really, if he does well. I don't I, know. It might be. I don't know if it's a surprise, but I think he, if he does really well, that could, that's like, because he plays such a pivotal role, no one doubt, you know? So I think, you know, if he has like a out of his soft season, that's 
that will get that will get QSK to qualify. Fair enough. Veer, any others or all of them covered? Yeah, I would just say I think I think Ravi Bishnoi. Uh, I think he has potential to have a great season. Obviously, alongside Majib, um, I think he could be a great uh, a great asset to Punjab, especially in the UAE in the tracks. I think he's had a great under nineteen season. Obviously, he's on people's minds. I think great IPL here. He can be knocking on you know India's door for the T20s as well potentially. So I think there's great potential there. So we just have to wait and see how it goes. He's yeah. he's nineteen now. Is he twenty or nineteen now? How I think old he's, is he? I think he's twenty. Yeah. He was he, he was, was insane. Like, I remember watching that the under nineteen final. Everyone it was yeah, it Ravi Bishnoi versus versus Bangladesh. Yeah. Ball's a bit slow though. Yeah, that's what that's the only thing. He's he's a bit slower than everyone else. So I don't know if that's he's a, young, so he'll learn, no? Yeah, like, but we're talking about for this IPL. I'm not sure if it'll help yeah. him or go on. Yeah. He needs a little bit of variety as well in his bowling. Anyway, that's the, yeah, he needs to develop a leg break. His googly is really good. Yeah. He needs his googly is good. His yeah. So now it's for more fun, the predictions of where we think they're gonna finish. I'm gonna keep V last because he's the fan, so we'll put him last. Uh Noor, do you wanna go first? I don't know. I um, I'm gonna say four. I think they're gonna qualify. Big because shot. I, I okay, I'm also saying that as a Punjabi, so I'm hoping they're gonna qualify, but <laughs> I don't know. I I think they have a, I don't think they have as I think they have a really good. I I I have faith in KL Rahul and their batsmen. Okay. I think they'll do four, or maybe not. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they'll be four as well because they'll be such a hit and miss team that, like, yeah, I'm, I I completely agree with Nora. I, I think four is probably like. I mean, the thing with them is they could finish like second. They could finish like second or first even, but they're so unreliable with their bowling that. It's unlikely that's going to happen, but then they could also screw up so bad and end up like sixth or seventh. And so I wouldn't go with four. I think that's the most likely for them. Fair enough. For me, I think they're going to have to fight to qualify. Like the last few games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before I yeah. sat down to write this, my my best eleven, I had them mentally approximately four, but when I put down their eleven um, and seeing the bowling. I feel like they'll be there, but I think it's going to be a very tight battle with KKR for four. So I think they're going to finish fifth, fourth or fifth. I'm leaning more towards fifth because KKR's got the batting muscle that that KKR's four, five, six is something out of this world. But there's definitely they'll they'll be there in their bounds. It's it's a, as they, both of you said, it's a very inconsistent. It's a very hit and miss team, and a lot depends on how KL. I think more than KL and Gail, it's how KL does this season. KL and Maxwell are my two key players. I think this season. Actually, Ahan, I'm going to change my prediction. I think they're going to end up fifth as well. I don't think they're going to end up in the playoffs. I think they'll really. I can think of four teams I'd back higher than them, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I can think of teams that I that will finish higher than them, but again, these guys have the ability to make. Yeah, it. it's about whether they get on a so on roll on a roll or not. Yeah. yeah. B, finally, where you <laughs> yeah. I think I think every season we've been like there and thereabouts, battling for the top four to like the last two matches. So I think anywhere from four to six is where we could end up. I'm obviously hoping for four. I think for us the issue has been like we started the season all right. It's about how you end the season. I think if you win your last four games, you're going to get to top four. Yeah, because so think, they always like are in the top four in the beginning and then they start like exactly, exactly. I think it's about how you end the season. And so if we can scrape through top four, I think we have a good chance in the playoffs because we can we can win that one game. Um, but I think getting into the top four is our biggest issue. And so let's just hope that the batting can really turn up and carry this forward. Fair enough. 
Can I just add one thing? I agree with everything you guys said. I also think one person we didn't talk about enough is Mohammed Shami. I think how he bowls is also going to really determine where they land up. Because Mohammed Shami, like, the, especially how he bowls at the death. So if he's in that form, like, and then their bowling doesn't look. I think that bowling depends on Mohammed Shami and the way he just turns up. So if he's yeah. if he's on it, they, I think they'll qualify. If not, I'm not sure. Shami's death bowling is going to play a lot of importance because they've got Jordan, but they need someone to support Jordan at the end. Yeah, yeah it's not going to be Ishan Purel. Yeah, I don't know if you can trust Purel right now to go at the end. But yeah, I think that's all we had to discuss for Kings 11 Punjab. So thank you guys. Uh, thank you, Noor, Kabir, and Veer for giving thank your you. highly insightful opinions about this Kings 11 Punjab team. And thanks to everyone who tuned in to watch this. Uh, so yeah, like, share, subscribe to this channel. And uh, we're going to release another team analysis tomorrow. See you guys.